Hi everyone. I am so excited for today's show. I have an incredible guest on the show today. Well, all my guests are incredible, but this woman, I really love everything she's doing. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy this show. I have the beautiful Samantha Skelly. Samantha Skelly is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling author, and wellness coaching expert. She founded both Hungry for Happiness, a movement that helped people experience true transformation and happiness through trained certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques, and Pause Breathwork, which has a mission to unite humanity by helping people breathe feel, and thrive. Samantha has revolutionized the weight loss and self-help industries by examining the individual and underlying causes of food, body, and self-love issues. She has shared her mission on an international platform with appearances on Global TV, Shaw, NBC, CBC, and BBC. She's also been featured in various publications like Forbes, Heavenly Post, and many others. And Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her programs, worldwide, international retreats, and more. You guys, this is such a motivational episode as well as a feel-good episode. We even do a little mini breath work. Samantha is such a light and she has such an incredible mission and I hope you guys really love her. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot, tag her and I on social media at Allegan Design and at her handle, Samantha Skelly, and please let us know what you think. would love to share it and repost it. And as always, if you haven't left your review yet, please leave a review. The reviews mean so much to me and the show. And I'm so grateful for all of you guys here. Oh, and if you guys noticed, I have been talking about a new product as well in the show notes of my podcast, Madare. And I'm absolutely in love with the products. It's all clean living, wellness, everything clean, cleaning supplies, collagens, green drinks that I'm obsessed with just everything they're doing. And it's all made in the USA. I'm a really big fan. If you guys want to check it out, you go to modare.com and you can use my referral code 2528195 and that'll get you $10 off for your first order or feel free to DM me about any questions. All right, guys, have a beautiful day and thanks always for listening. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so excited today. I have another amazing guest, incredible woman, Samantha Skelly. Welcome to my show. Thanks, Allie. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you. I found you on social, and I just loved everything that you were sharing and speaking to. And, you know, I love that you're really just all about breaking through those illusions and, you know, checking into your own human existence and sovereignty and who you are. It's really quite incredible. And I love seeing so many more doing it more and more every day. So for those that like don't know you, tell us a little bit about you and your journey and how you got to this place. Yeah. So it's so interesting how life works with its hunches and synchronicities. I had, I I never in a million years thought that for a job, I would be teaching people how to breathe like that. It was never in my awareness whatsoever, but I grew up as a, an actress and a child, uh, like a child actress and a dancer. 
So my whole life was spent either on stage, you know, on, on TV, on, you know, with a camera in my face. And I, I started to develop really insane body image issues from about 12 years old. That was sort of when I first realized that I was in a, in a pretty insane war with, with my body. And then as the years went on, those body image issues manifested into an eating disorder at 18. So from 18 to 23, I struggled really bad with my relationship to food, my relationship to my body. I was on over 50 diets in less than four years, struggled with exercise addiction, did fitness competitions to try and, you know, mask it and, and unhide it, I suppose. And that went on for four years. And I just felt so disconnected from my body, so disconnected from myself. I was dealing with incredibly high states of anxiety all the time. And, you know, at this time, people would say, just, you know, Sam, just meditate or, you know, have you, have you read this book? Have you listened to this podcast or whatever it was? And truly nothing was working. You know, I was consuming a bunch of information. Like I had a PhD in personal development, but nothing was changing. And so I got to this place where I, I began to feel really frustrated with, just the journey. I'm like, am I ever going to get over this? Am I ever going to eat like a normal person? Or am I ever going to love my body? You know, I would see body, um, body positive influencers or whatever. I'm like, how come like that feels so far fetched for me to love my body. And so during this time I was reading Elizabeth Gilbert's eat, pray, love. And I was reading the chapter where she went to Bali and she was working with this sort of like medicine man dude in Bali. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's the answer. So I'm like, mom, I'm going to fly to Bali one way ticket and, and see if I can kind of approach this from more of a holistic point of view. This was at a time in my life where the two things I could feel in my body were either numbness or anxiety. So people would say, Sam, follow your intuition or what does your intuition say? And I just felt completely shut off from it in every, in every way. So I went to Bali and I found this medicine man and he, I went to his house and it was in the middle of nowhere and he comes out of his house and he begins to speak to me in his broken English. So I was only really understanding half of what he said. And he begins to, to poke me with these, uh, like these wooden sticks. And it was this form of like reflexology or acupuncture or whatever it was. And then at the, after he says to me, your brain is broken. You're, you think way too much. You've got to stop thinking. Um, he said, you need to go meditate. And I'm like, oh no, did I literally fly all this way to, for someone to tell me to meditate? Like, I, I hate it. Like the thought of like sitting and feeling my emotions is just like, no. So anyways, I'm like, maybe it's different in Bali. So I get back on my little moped scooter and I, I go to a meditation studio close to where I was staying in Bali. And there was no meditation on the calendar, on the, on the schedule, but the, the class was a breathwork class. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. Like, what is breathwork? Surely that's just breathing. And I, and I saw the time. It was, it was a three-hour class. And so I'm like, I'm going to trust the divine timing of this and go to this class, even though it sounds weird. And I go up and everyone in the class is already in there. Cause I was a little bit late and everyone is lying down with like blankets and pillows. I'm like, what is about to happen? And this man dressed all in white. He looked like Jesus. He comes up to me. He's like, are you ready to go on the ride of your life? And I'm like, this is freaking weird. Like I, what is going on right now? And he's like, you're going to feel things in your body that you've never felt before. You're going to feel all sorts of 
your whole range of emotions. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that, right? Because I only could really feel numbness and anxiety. And so anyway, I lie down, I begin breathing in this pattern that they teach. And within a few moments, my body feels alive again. I feel so connected to my body for the first time. And this is just through using my breath. And then the three hours felt like 15 minutes. And I sort of woke up from that experience feeling a sensation in my body that I'd never felt before, like a deep presence and a deep connection that I was chasing, but had no idea how to actually access. And so oh, it was crazy. And then, so that it was the breath that helped me get into my body so that I could heal my eating disorder. So I could know the difference between what is an emotional hunger cue? What is a physical hunger cue? And from that point on, I just became obsessed with breath work and, and just became a student of breath work. And now today teach breath work to thousands of people all day long. <laughs> so it's a cool story. Thank you so much for sharing that. So now I know exactly why we connected because I was drawn to you on social, but I had no idea your story, you know, all of this mm. as far as like with breath work. And mm. I recently discovered breath work in, in the beginning of 2020. And I have just been like blown away by the difference in emotions and the connection to our body and just the way we, you know, we really truly drop in and what you were saying about that experience of like all of a sudden feeling and just knowing and how breathing and that, like you said, that actual pattern breath work, how mm -hmm. that actually brings you back to that real sovereignty and totally. bring you back to yourself and it's like and it's so magical and the first time I did it I, I remember I like cried and I felt like I was like on drugs in like the most <laughs> way it was so wild and I thought to myself like what the frick like what is this mm -hmm. and the more I read up on it and the more I talked to people who you know did it and had tapped into this you know real resource and 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 true gift the more I realized like wow they're all tying into you know back to their bodies they're all yeah. realizing how to get back to themselves and you know it's it, it, there's such a release and there's studies like just like meditation where when you do connect to that how much of a release that you do have how much mm. you know your energy is changed and what you do to heal your own inside and it's, mm. it's freaking wild so how cool yeah. and also I love Samantha you said Bali because oh my gosh I have met <laughs> So people lately who have literally had that come to you know Jesus mm. moment you know, yeah yeah and go and go to Bali you know and it's totally so cool like I've never been I'm, I would love to go one day hopefully when all this chaos is over um but oh my gosh like I've just heard the most amazing things and stories and it, I mean it's just mm. wild like mm -hmm. you know the people that come out of there and what they learn and you know, also too the fact that, like you said, you were so much in the public eye, you know, and dancing and acting and doing all these things. I mean, being obviously somebody stylist and someone who's also in the public eye, um, you know, in, in a way, and and all the things I watched my clients go through. I mean, it's rough. I mean, the, mm. the issues that come up, like you said, like the body issues, the experiences, the judgments, mm -hmm. the cameras, the narratives, the everything. I could mm -hmm. only imagine as a child what you went through. 
Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. It's it's interesting how the body is holding, constantly holds trauma, right? Like our bodies have a completely different narrative to our minds. Our minds like everything's cool, everything's fine, I'm all good, I'm all good. Like let's just keep going, right? It's like that champion over achieving mindset, which I think a lot of us can resonate with. It's that perfectionism mindset of like, everything's cool. Everything's fine. I'm going to be okay. But when we actually get into the body, we realize there's decades and decades and decades of suppressed trauma and pain and rage and frustration. And it could be from this life. It could be passed down from our mom's, 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 or past lives or whatever it is. But the fact is, is it lives in our body. And so the, the, the personal development industry as it is right now is a little bit messed because we're constantly trying to think about feeling better, right? We're trying to like think our way out of things and think our way through things and all that kind of stuff. And in reality, we got to feel to heal. If we want to feel better, we have to be better feelers, but we've developed such a resistance to feeling our emotionality that we just push it down. We just ignore it. We're like, oh God, I can't be bothered with that. It's so inconvenient. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that pain. If I feel that pain, then I'm going to be weak. And we develop all these stories when really like our pain, our, 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 um, our power exists in our pain. And so when we use breath work, we can actually get into our bodies way more effectively. Um, I love that you said like, man, it felt like a, like a drug trip or whatever, because it really is, you know, people are like, why am I seeing things? And why am I feeling all these things? And why, why, why? And it's because we are our own drug. We have the medicine to our nervous systems that we really need. But the problem is we live in a world where we're constantly outsourcing our, our needs, right? I, I need that person to fulfill my need, or I need that drug, or I need that thing, or we go on social media, or we use food, or whatever it is. And ultimately, the needs that we're trying to fulfill through these external things are readily available within our own presence and that's a concept that until you until you get it it doesn't make sense like I, people would tell me that like all oh, the answers are within like all you need is yourself and I'm like that's until I actually experienced it I was like that's bullcrap like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna opt in for that one until I actually went through the experience of actually feeling it and that's another reason why I'm so obsessed with with breath work is because I don't have to convince someone that it's gonna work you feel it the first time you do it <laughs> So that's so, yeah, so true. And oh my gosh, I love it. You said that, that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you couldn't subscribe to that. It's funny. I also like, you know, long story short with me, you know, and for my listeners and those who have been around, no, like I went through heavy, pretty heavy postpartum depression with my first daughter. And before that I was really on an autopilot and was very much just kind of, you know, styling and around my celebrities and very much in the smoke and mirrors and just go, 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 go. Never ever took a breath, you know, whatsoever, just, you know, just kept moving, kept swimming, even if things were whatever, like you said, you just keep pushing through. And then fast forward, go through postpartum depression with Amelia. And all of a sudden, you know, everything comes to a screeching halt for me in my life. And when I came out of it and came to the other side, you know, meditation was one of the first things that started bringing me back to my breath, started bringing me back to stillness. And then from there, I found breath work. But those are the things that truly saved me out of anything in my life. It was those, you know, those practices to this day now. But when I was going through it, and even before, people would say to me, oh, you should try to meditate. Oh, you should try to, you know, relax. And I'd be like, yeah. I can't meditate. I can't yeah. take two minutes to meditate. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, my mind goes everywhere. I can't get clear. Like, so I totally get it because I was the same way. And then same with breath work. It's so funny how so many people that end up falling in love with it and even end up teaching it, like they discover this like true magic behind it and are mm-hmm. like, wow, this is like literally the keys to like everything within yourself, mm-hmm. like you just said. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's wild. It really is wild. And I think, you know, I, I have this, this thought often. If humans knew how powerful they actually were, they wouldn't stress and freak out about all the, the, the insignificant crap that we stress out about. It's like, oh, wow, there's this unlimited well of power in my body. And we can, we can tap into that so that it's easier to handle the stress of life. It's easier to handle the, the depressed, the depression and the anxiety and the, the, you know, the overwhelm and the, whatever we're going through when we realize that there's another resource that we can tap into in our bodies that gives us power and strength. So one of my biggest missions with my company pause breathwork is to really disintegrate this dependency model of humans thinking that they need everything outside of themselves. You know, it's like you, when, when we teach people that we can cultivate these experiences and these states of peace and ease through just our breath, there's nothing more empowering than that. Oh my gosh. I got chills when you said that because it's so Mm -hmm. true. It's like, you Mm -hmm. know, everything is within you. If you really actually you know, allow yourself to go there. And when you just said, you know, society and, you know, the narratives and everything around us gets pushed to us, it tells us, you know, you can't be that, or you must do this Mm -hmm. enough and you must be this and you, and you come from a place of lack. It's Mm -hmm. no wonder so many of us have been drowning for so long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely, completely. And then we just get into survival mode, you know, then we get into survival mode when we don't have our power, we don't have easy access to our power. Then we're just like, I'm going to put my head down. I'm just going to get through life. I'm going to like just force my way through and hope for the best. And it's, there's another narrative that's so available for people when, when we just allow it, you know, it's truly about allowing, but the problem is so many of us are addicted to suffering, right? We live in a world where, where we're like, well, if it's going to be good, it's got to be really hard. And you know, that ties into just constantly making things hard for ourselves when we, when we don't need to. Well, yeah, and that also plays into so much of what society is trying to push right now, which is the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. You have to be a victim in order to act. Yeah. You have to be a victim yeah. in order to receive this. And it's like, that's not mm-hmm. true. Like, it's actually mm-hmm. like the opposite, but we've created this quote unquote narrative and norm that like being a victim is like seen as not only okay, but it's going to help you get to the next place you want to go. Yeah, 100%. 100 yeah and it's wild when it comes obviously to breath work for those that have experienced it and if you haven't guys i highly recommend that you do whether you seek out to santa skelly or someone else or find something online that resonates with you whatever it may be at least dabble into it because like samantha said it really is life-changing and it really just has you connect further and further to yourself and the more you like you said samantha you connect back to yourself the more that you find yourself home again you find those keys mm-hmm. to yourself they're like oh i don't need any of this shit that's outside of me yeah 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 it's so freeing it's like dang this feels good it does. Yeah. i'm curious for you you know like you said you went from a place of you know really so much anxiety so many body issues so much just mm-hmm. so much heaviness and trauma at such a young mm-hmm. age that obviously it took you through quite a while to where you are now. What is mm-hmm. it like being on the other side of that trauma and also being able to, I'm sure now look at your body and, and feel free. Like what would you share with others? Yeah, it's beautiful to meet parts of ourselves that we've been at war with. And what we think is going to happen is actually the complete opposite, right? Oftentimes people think, well, if I, if I, if I go there, if I feel my emotions, if I get into my body, I'm going to feel stuck. I'm going to, I'm going to be stuck in fear or stuck in um, shame or whatever that is. 
And it's, it's so the opposite. When we feel into the parts of us that have been suppressed and we've been at war with, we actually give them life. Like again, going back to that whole concept of you are your own drug. So when we tune into the body and we feel those parts that have been contracted, we understand and we learn that that we can soothe them through our own presence, right? Like really treating our body if it was a young child, right? It's like, how do we attune to our children? We're like, hey, baby, are you like, are you okay? Like, how can I, like, what do you need? How can I support you? Yeah, but then when it comes to the relationship with the self, it's like, oh, fuck, you're so annoying, right? This is so, ugh, I don't wanna do this. So distracting. So how can we tune into those parts of ourselves that need our love and just say, I love you and I'm listening. I love you and I'm listening like that. Those six words are, are, are powerful. Like just sitting there and, and when we're feeling agitated, we're feeling stressed out or overwhelmed or we hate our body, you're like, Ugh. just let your body talk to you. You know, obviously we have inner parts of us that need support, but then we think, oh, it must be because I'm 10 pounds overweight. When, when really it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's the fact that we're so disconnected from ourselves that we're putting the blame on our body. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so true. And, you know, I think that what you just said about like that real, you know, not only inner child, but really just loving on yourself. I think that's something we're all learning heavily right now or being forced to, um, because we've all been, like you said, in that fight or flight mode for so long, we've all been on this hamster wheel of life of just keep going, keep going, keep going, ignore everything going Mm. on, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And it's like, that's really just not reality. And, and I think Mm. that for me, especially, I, you know, being now a mom of two and everything going on in life, like I've learned heavily how to slow down. And I never could give that to myself before. And Mm -hmm. so freeing and and being able to love on myself and tap into, I am going to choose to do breath work today and cancel my plans I had this morning because I just need to love on myself. Yeah, so important. And it's just, it's a choice, you know? It's a choice to do that, but oftentimes we prioritize everything else. So it's really about getting back to what do we really value and what are we prioritizing? When I prioritize myself, everything else becomes so much easier. You know, my family becomes easier to manage. My business becomes easier to manage. My work, my creativity, like everything just sort of, everything softens. Nothing feels as intense. But when I am not prioritizing myself, that's when things get a little crazy. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, so true. And you know, I mean, you're right. It's like when you love on yourself, when you give to yourself, everything else around you, you just said it so beautifully, it softens because Mm -hmm. you've softened yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're just reflecting constantly our internal world. So if we make a, a, if we make a point to soften our external world and we approach the world with that energy, we're just reflecting what's inside. So everything else just softens. And that's truly what we're, what we're desiring, right? Is more softness, more liberation, more ease, more peace. We live in a world where we're just run on anxiety unless we choose differently. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's so true guys. Anyone listening right now, like write that down. You know, we're like, we're in this place with like anxiety unless you choose differently. Like that just hit home for me so hard because it's, it's so true. There's so much around us that constantly creates that anxiety in our world and, and mm-hmm. if you choose not to make that reality and not to have that be experience it's 
it's so different. My daughter's agreeing. Um, <laughs> I love it. She's like, yes, let's do this. She's like chiming in. I know I keep, I keep joking anytime she says something on these kind of shows because I'm like, she is, you know, she was born during the pandemic. She is a 5D baby. She is, you know, the, the, yes. next, the new earth. She knows what's up, you know? I love it. I love it. It's like, it's so wild to me because when I was doing breath work one time, she was laying on the ground and she was just like half napping. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll just do this and see. And she just laid there and just took it all in and I was like wow you like just wow. get it you just get uh-huh. it you know it's like uh-huh. it's, it's so wild to yeah. me how you know um I don't know all all this is so fascinating to me because like I feel like I could talk about breath work and my own experiences all day because it really is like how you were just saying like you are you know the drug like you you uh-huh. have you, know, you have access you are yeah. the one that has everything internal and totally you know, now that like you you realize that right and you've taken your power back and you've chosen to step into that and really go all in what has that been like for you in your everyday life what would you share for others and like what shifted and like you know why Mm. where you are where you are now like you know because i think it's really important for those that are listening that maybe can't even hold space for this or maybe they're even going well i guess i could try it but i have no idea if it'll even work like what would you say to those to those naysayers, because like, let's be real, those that are listening, that are all about it, they're like, yeah, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. listening, who's like, what, like, what are these two chicks talking about? What, like, what, would you, <laughs> <laughs> what would you share? Are these chicks high? What's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, what's interesting is, I find it funny that I even have a company that teaches this because it's our true nature. Right. So like, we're not trying to, we're not trying to convince you of anything other than your own brilliance through something that you have within you. There's nothing that you have to do. There's nothing that you have to believe. And that's, that's another like beautiful thing about breathwork. Like there's nothing to believe. It's just experience through the actual practice. And then you form your own beliefs about it through your experience, which is honestly the best way to learn. Whereas it, whereas, you know, many other philosophies are based on the learning and the, this is what it is. And this is how it is without the felt experience. And so whenever someone says like, you know, even like friends from high school or friends and family, Sam, you're teaching people to what, what are you doing? I'm like, go do it. And then, and then we'll talk. (laughs) Or when people say like, what is it? What are you doing? Go have the experience and then we'll talk. Cause I can't explain to someone what it is before they have the experience. And then again, what we're doing there is we're putting the power back in people's hands, you know, like go have of of your own essence of your own drug of your own body. And then let me know how it was. Yeah. So, so there's really no room for like the naysayers can be naysayers until they have the experience and then they're not naysaying anymore. Then they're like, was that? And I'm like, that was you that was the power of of you so it's um it's it's a beautiful teaching because it's the experience of it versus the the cognitive trying to convince someone of something if that makes sense absolutely and I love that you said that it's so true it's like until you have the experience myself included Mm -hmm. like raising my hand you know don't you don't know what you're stepping into. And you know, mm-hmm. that now this has become your life's work. And now, you know, you breathe, you know, for your, you know, company and for a living and for you and for others. What is that like now being that mm. you went from the place of ridden anxiety, you know, body consciousness, body dysmorphia, all these things. 
looking at that young Samantha and now looking mm. down what you're evolving into and how you're growing, what would you say mm. to her? Mm. <clears throat> we are designed to evolve and grow. So even when I look back on even last year, my team yesterday were, were sending me these videos for some Facebook ads that we're doing. And they're like, Hey, we'll just repurpose the ones from last year. And I look at them. I'm like, mean like we can't use those anymore like like that's that's old man like I have grown so much from that place and you can see it in my energy and the way that I the way that I show up it's just a completely different frequency and that's the natural process of being a human if we decide that you know so we are ultimately designed to grow and evolve and if we try and shrink ourselves and stay stuck then we're going to go against our true nature and so it's important that we're constantly evolving and growing, but that requires us letting go of parts of us that are no longer in alignment and no longer serve us. And you're going to understand what those parts are when you get into the breathwork space, because it's going to be clear to you like, oh, this pattern that I've been repeating, that's not me anymore. These men that I've been dating or these women, like that's not me anymore. I'm going here now because this is what's aligned to my, to my highest self. And we can't have that knowledge without going into the body to get it. it it doesn't exist in the mind so yeah that's that's that <laughs> I love that and I love that you said you know about the evolvement because it's so true like I've even realized for myself like if I don't feel like I'm evolving I feel like I'm literally staying still or pretty much dying like yeah just, 100%. Not, nothing's happening nothing's changing and it's funny I used to live in the comfort of that I used to live in the fact that everything was the same you know nothing needed to change everything mm-hmm. was working but really nothing was working. And I, mm-hmm. for me, that crash came with my postpartum depression. It was like, yeah, yeah, by the way, reality check, nothing's working. Now you're getting, now you're really getting a taste of what this is versus what you've been pushing down and ignoring for so long. Absolutely. You know? and I believe that a lot of my breath work, you know, in the beginning and meditation and all of those practices helped me release all that trauma that you speak of. A hundred percent. Cause we can't do it through the mind. We, the body's the healer. The body knows exactly how to alkalize trauma when we allow it, but we've just become so emotionally constipated that we just keep shoving stuff down there and not giving the body the opportunity. You know, the the easiest analogy is like we eat food and we crap it out. Same idea. When we have experiences, especially traumas, micro traumas or macro traumas, and we go through those those events, we, we, we need to process them. We need to allow the energy to move through the body and out of the body so that we don't store it. So the majority of the world is just emotionally constipated with all of this, all of this information and all of this data in their bodies from their past. And we haven't properly allowed ourselves to fully release it and let it go. Wow. That was just so powerful. Emotionally constipated, right? <laughs> now anyone who's listening, it's mm-hmm. so true. Like you, you do, you go through so much and you're told like, oh, you just keep going or you just apologize and you move on or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And you know, it's, it's not true. It's like, you have to experience, like you said, you have to move the energy. You have to allow yourself to feel going back to the start of this show. Like you know, like you said, you're like, you have to feel it to heal it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's true. And we're taught for so long not to feel. We're taught to just push the emotions down, to just move along. And it's like, that's just not true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it is, right? It's so, so wild. And 
But I do believe that, you know, as a society, we are breaking out of this, quote unquote, you know, people call it the matrix, people call it, you know, the conditioning, mm-hmm. whatever resonates. I do believe we're moving out of that. You know, I do believe people yeah. are waking up to their own sovereignty, to their emotions, to what you speak of with their within their own bodies and getting out of their minds. And, you know, I think that's, mm. that's how consciously we all move forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's beautiful to hold that vision for the world as well, especially when it feels like we're in like the dark of the dark right now. We are going through the dark of the dark so that we can emerge into a new frequency, you know, and especially with these little beings coming on in like you have on your lap right now, like they are going to be our teachers because their consciousness is way more evolved than ours. And so we are headed in the right direction, although sometimes it might not seem like that, especially in 2020. That was a little bit of a a crazy one for everyone. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I love that you said that about higher frequency and, you know, where the world is going. And that's exactly how, you know, I felt on my daughter. And I agree with you when it comes to the teachers. Like I keep reminding myself a lot of you, my, you know, my toddler, Amelia, who's going to be three in less than a month. Like I'm like, both of them have so much knowledge that I've been trying to like learn from them as my little teachers, as much as I'm mm-hmm. their mom, like that they really do have so much of a higher consciousness with so many things. Even Amelia, my toddler, like she asked to do affirmations daily. She asked, wow. yeah, she asked to do meditation because I've been doing meditation with her like and it's like oh my gosh like you can do this at this age like imagine the power we would have all had if we were doing this at like such a young age and continue the practice till we were adults oh my goodness I literally cannot wait to see that be a reality in the world like I can't wait for the Amelia's of the world to be adults it's gonna be wild so it's, so it's, I honestly, I just started doing it because of like her tantrums and like her, you know, just throwing tantrums that she would just like, you know, couldn't breathe. And I'd be like, okay, we're just going to breathe. I'm going to like sit with you and we're going to do this, or we're going to concentrate, you know, on this zipper 10 times and like just little things. And all of a sudden now she'll say to my husband and I, I, I have to breathe when she gets upset and she'll walk away. And we're like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll breathe, you know, or so good. Say, so good. morning affirmations, you know, and like we go do it in the mirror. Like it's so sweet to watch her, like actually enjoy mm-hmm. it and request it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, it's so good. And then it reminds you, it's like, oh, wow. She's listening to her body. She's being intentional with what her body needs. And she's actually honoring that ask. That's the thing that children have that that we don't, right? Like children honor the asks of their body. So they let themselves get angry. They let themselves get breathe when they, they need and have those, those um, signs, but we override them because there's something more important. We got to get to this email or we got to do this thing. There's all these other things. So having those beings in your world to teach you is just like, wow, what a, what a gift. Truly, what a gift. Like these girls, mm-hmm. especially during this pandemic and 2020 have been like such a gift. And, and, that, yeah. and I, I agree with you so much. And I want to know, Samantha, like for you, you talk about that, right? Like, you know, taking that time to experience that for your body, taking that time to go to give back to you. How do you, because you are a busy woman and you do have so much going on, especially now that you are helping so many others with breath work and that is your company. How do you get back to you? And like, what would you share with us that are like your self-love, you know, tips that maybe you'd want others to, to know and try when it comes to being able to say like, hey, I'm going to prioritize myself. I have to walk away from that email, like whatever it may be, mm. what would you share with us? 
I think it's an ultimate belief that my vibration is my contribution, right? My contribution to my work. It's my contribution to my partnership, to my family. And so when that's depleted, I'm depleted and then everything's depleted. So just knowing that like, I ultimately have a responsibility to show up in a way where people feel elevated by my, by my energy and not depleted. And so I think like an overarching idea, like I, I give to myself by having a high vibration and, and, and everyone else. And that's not to say that I don't disconnect from my pain. I feel that of, of course too, but there's this prioritization of, I am committed to bringing the best vibration I can to everything that I do. So what do I need in order to do that? And so for me, it's, I don't yet have kids. This is definitely going to change once I have, you know, a few, a few kiddos running around, but I wake up around six o'clock uh, every morning and I do a morning routine for about 90 minutes. So my meditation, my reading, my breath work, I walk to the, to the beach. I just, I live close by the beach. So I walk to the beach. I connect with nature. I come back, I do some journaling and then I start my day. So having that morning routine where I reconnect, I, I connect to myself every single day. And, and I do that all without uh, going on my phone or having anything else take my attention. It's the time just for me. And then throughout the day, I just do little breath breaks like even when I'm sitting at my computer, I'll just oh, like take like 10 of those deep breaths with a nice powerful exhale and just recenter myself. And, and, and ultimately, I'll, always letting my body's narrative guide what I want to do. Do I need to go for a walk? Am I hydrated? Do I need to shut, shut it down, right? My, I do have this champion overachieving mindset that always says, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. My dad was a, was a professional hockey player. And so he, I, I saw that level of tenacity and resiliency my entire life of someone who works so hard in order to get somewhere. So that's ingrained in me, but I have to understand my enough points. You know, understanding my enough points. When is it enough to be on the computer? When it, when is enough enough when it comes to work? When is enough enough when it comes to, you know, the, the external things that I'm doing? And how can I reallocate some of that energy back to myself so I'm replenishing myself on a daily basis? So to answer the question in like, I know that was a lot, but it's really about prioritizing my energy, knowing that what I put into it is, is, is a complete function of how good the energy is. So coming from depletion is not going to serve anyone. And then it's about really letting my body guide and, and letting my body tell me what it needs versus the other way around. I love that of the listening to your body and the body narrative versus your mind and how you just said, like, you know, it's, it's a long-winded answer because it really, you know, it makes sense. It really is listening to whatever your body is saying and guiding you to do. And I love that about little, little mini breaths. I'm going to start to do that. Like I do totally, I breathe, but like, I love the idea of like those deep mini breath breaks just in between the day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just powerful. It's just like a little, like, it's like a little tune up, you know, if we're feeling depleted, stressed out, anxious, it's like, <sighs> even something of that cadence as well, to just really activate the body. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I love it. I was going to say, well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but since you were doing that, would you, would you want to give them like a, a little quick minute, just yeah. a little teaser of like, if they, they want to work with you and breathe. So to end the show. 
I love it. Let's do it. So if you're listening to this and you're driving, don't do this <laughs> exercise because you're going to get a little dizzy. Um, your body will, as we breathe and we bring in more energy into the body, you can feel dizzy for the first like 30 seconds or so that does go away. So let's just do like 90 seconds of the breath. And then let's take a deep breath in through the nose and hold at the top. How's that sound? Sounds amazing. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So the breath pattern that we're going to do is called the triactive breath. So it's into the belly, up into the chest and out through the mouth. So it sounds like this. That's it. And so what we want to do is really listen to our own pacing as you're breathing. So if my pacing is too quick for you, feel free to go a lot slower, knowing that this entire breath pattern is through the mouth only. So we're not using the nose at all. Are you ready? Yes, <laughs> Everyone closing your eyes, relaxing your shoulders, just coming into your body, allowing yourself to feel grounded, feeling the chair or the surface underneath you, feeling so held by that. That's it. Beautiful. And when you're ready, let's start the breath pattern together. You're safe to breathe, letting the body do the work, letting the body do the work. Beautiful. Exhaling anything in your body that does not belong, any stress, any worry and anxiety, any stress. That letting yourself feel deeper into your body, coming into the final 10 seconds of the breath, remembering we'll take a deep breath in through the nose and hold at the top. That's it. And last one. Take a deep breath in, hold at the top. Holding the breath at the top, allowing the energy to recalibrate and settle. Yeah, just letting the body drop. And when you are ready, releasing the breath, coming back into your normal breath pattern, letting the body just breathe you. Placing hands on your heart, feeling the activation of your heart, the clarity in your mind. That's it. And when you're ready, opening up your eyes, coming back into the space. <sighs> wow, what a gift. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for that. Thanks for my <laughs> listeners. Wow. Oh my God. Truly incredible, Samantha. Mm, I'm so to be here and share this with your peeps. So exciting. Oh my gosh. You're, you're incredible. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for showing us how to breathe and giving us a little bit of what to expect when you allow breath work in and you allow mm. that body guidance and that body narrative that you speak to truly just incredible. I already feel like a total pick me up in just that 90 seconds. Yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me here. It's so nice to be here. Oh, so great to have you. Tell us where we can find you, follow you. If we want to get breath work, you know, experience from you, all that good stuff. Yeah. Instagram's probably the best place. So at Samantha Skelly and then my website, samanthaskelly.com. Incredible. Samantha, thank you so much for being here, guys. Don't forget to breathe and allow yourself to let your body do the talking and the feeling. Thank you so much, Samantha. Cheers till next time, guys. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. Hey everyone, it's Allie and Blair, the co-founders of Fertility Rally, and we wanted to tell you about an amazing event we're hosting on Saturday, April 17th. The event is called Fertility Rally Live, an all-day virtual celebration of the infertility community for anyone and everyone building their modern families and seeking empowerment, education, support, and community. Our speakers are some of the biggest names and brightest minds in the infertility community and beyond. Our morning keynotes are Mina Starsiak-Hawk and Steve Hawk from HGTV's Good Bones, and our afternoon keynote is Jessica Zucker, PhD and author of the acclaimed memoir, I Had a Miscarriage. In addition to those two amazing keynotes, we're hosting a couples panel, a female physicians panel, and 16 breakout sessions covering everything we could squeeze into one day, including surrogacy, IVF, pregnancy after infertility, male factor infertility, donor conception, embryo adoption, recurrent pregnancy loss, and so much more. There will also be tons of giveaways all day long from fertility-friendly and wellness brands. And of course, a happy hour with a very special guest, a VIP after party, and a virtual swag bag worth hundreds of dollars. If you or someone you know is navigating infertility, you will love our event. We are here to empower and educate you and have some fun along the way, of course. Tickets are on sale now at fertilityrally.com. Head over to our IG at Fertility Rally for even more info on speakers and tickets. We can't wait to rally with you.